Hustle podcast, hosted by Chris Kiblin. Real hustle, real people, real results. Well, thanks guys for coming in. I appreciate it. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. How doing are you? Good. Yeah, good. All right. So you guys actually own a few different businesses, right? You own Spartan Air, and then you just opened up Red State Armory, right? Yes. Okay. So why don't we kind of well, – let's talk about both of them, but let's let's kind of start with the Spartan Air, um, one that you started, and then we'll lead into the Red State because that's the one really I want to talk about because that one's more badass than, let's just say, <laughs> working on air conditionings. Um, but kind of tell us a little bit about it because um, now one of the things – like really I, I want to know how you came up with the name because as you can see from my logo and a lot of my stuff that I do, I'm a huge Spartan fan. Um, it's all like I have it on a bunch of my apparel and all that kind of stuff. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it, how you came up with it, and what brought it on? Well, uh, I got an air conditioning as soon as I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, it was kind of, you know, really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I started going to college and then maybe go to uh, then it wasn't really for me for two years and then went to tech school. Um, Got out of that, figured I could do something on my own. Someone poached me, helped them bring the business back to Manta County. That didn't work out, kind of, you know, turned into the black sheep kind of thing. Um, and then uh, went off with my uncle. That definitely didn't work out. Um, and um, can't make family finally, business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I just, while I was working with him still, I got my license and, and uh, finally, I think I got my license number in January 2017. Mm hmm. Something like that. How long did it take you to get certified to start working on all that kind of stuff? Uh, like the state license? Yeah, just to get certified to be an a, I guess it was an AC technician. Is well, that what it was, I'd say it's more you know, trial and error for me because I wanted it so bad. I would go out and figure it out. I, you know, if if I did it wrong, it was okay. I just did it on my. It was all on my own dime and used integrity and just fixed it. And um, even if it cost me money, it didn't matter. Um, so. Working with people, knowing the right people, calling them for help. So there's um, no apprenticeship or anything like that, or well, like tech school. You know, yeah. I learned. You know, I did that for a year. Um, that was a school. You know, and on-the-job training is two different things. All right. You know, for the company I worked for the first time, we learned a lot. Um, you know, there was a guy there. I think he's passed away now, but he. You know, we learned like load calculations. We able to learn how to do those duck drawings. Um, and then, of course, out in the field, you know, putting the stuff in right. is another is another story. So, um, and how long have you been in business with that since 2017? Um, well, no, I'd say since 2013 or 13. Yeah, because yeah, we got together and we I was pregnant and we both were in school okay. while we were working on that. And then basically Levi went on his own, like right around 2000. Well. Really went with my uncle. It was letting me kind of do my own thing. ish Okay. Yeah. So. And then 2017 is when I really, when I opened a, you know, legitimate company and. By himself. Um, you know, Spartan name came along. We we're looking for a strong name that could also have a brand to build it besides, a, you know, the original, and I wouldn't say original, but the same old snowflake and flame <laughs> right everybody know, has logo. the same yeah you know the same thing like it's very common like mm -hmm. you talk about air conditioning or, or heat or anything like that they all have sort of the same type of 
logo logo right mm-hmm. <laughs> so so is that how did how did that come about how did the spartan part just like thinking about different ways or this came to you um i don't really know i was i remember where i was when i thought of it i was on Elmont and gillette and palmetto i was just driving and i called someone and i was like what about spartan i was you know what about that i just I, maybe it was the yeah. Something on the radio or just a, a logo in general. Name. Well, so. that's kind of because it's, it's it's funny because like you know maybe part of it was also is the um, I mean Marine Corps right yeah. warrior yeah and so like when I came up with my logo because it's a Spartan right and with a podcast and it came from part of it because I took some of my past which was being in the army right and being that warrior type of mentality because I believe in what we do as business people and that kind of thing is like okay well we we're warriors of what we do and so that's where I kind of came up with it and like you know kind of a strong presence right you know I mean so that's you know they always had that and I was actually just reading um, not reading but watching because like I really try to figure out the culture of what a Spartan is, right? And I didn't know this. So, like, when you first are born in Greece, like a baby, like in Sparta, where everything happened, um, you know, if you had a male, they would actually automatically check you to see if they thought you were going to be good enough to become a Spartan. And as soon as you're born, and if they didn't think it, they would actually get rid of you. Like, they get rid of the boys. So, kind of weird. Like, they just kind of, like, left them off the side and then hope somebody came and found them and took them but they wouldn't keep the baby and then at age 14 is when they started training you to become a spartan and you were and you were a spartan for like every male that's your job you were going to be a spartan like warrior and i was just like wow that's kind of crazy um but that's just how the mentality was and so like that's kind of where i came up with it and it and it wasn't like it just kind of happened, and so I was just like, I don't know where it came from, but it just popped in my head, and it was just like sort of like you. It's like what up? I mean, there's something about it that just kind of attracted me. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of cool. So you started your your company in in, in Spartan, and then um, in 2000, that's 2017, right? Around there, when you started it. So what was that like? Because I'm, you know, going into business for yourself is is extremely difficult. First of all, it's extremely different because everything's relying on you. So give us a little bit about that, because you both were part of that, right? Didn't you? A little bit. Yes and no. Like I had my own thing I was working on, and we just had, you know, we just had our by then our second child. So between that and then my own business I was working on so then he was doing that as well so we were like okay we got to hunker down and figure out what's going on with the kids what's going on with this what's going on with that so I started slowly getting back into going back to work but also being primary parent and then he was um working on getting all the other paperwork and all the stuff and like our room like, because he didn't have an office or anything. Like, our room had piles of papers, like, everywhere. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Like, the backyard. The backyard. I call it yard art. He bring home, like, tons and tons and tons of AC units. And I'm like, can we do something with this yard art? Like, at least, like, put it over here. Like, it's just, it's just an eyesore. And so, well, not just that. And he's like, well, it makes money. And I was like, I get it. Just organize it. <laughs> so I'm not, like, feeling like I'm going to trip over, like, a coil. So, um, but, yeah, like, he he really worked on getting organized. And 
So I feel like that, finding some people to help him with that, and then um, just just kept going. And then when COVID pretty much hit, there was no need for an office building because you had an office building, and then yeah. you kind of brought the home, the work back home. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, can we just like get a little office in the back? And- yeah, we had a couple offices and, and places. Uh, uh, we finally realized, you know, we you know, let's just move it back. Uh, I'd say the biggest struggle was employees, yes. people, trusting people. We have gone through a lot of just horrible people. You think you just – you never think right. that people would hurt people with intent or have bad intentions for someone. And there's some nasty, nasty people, and they just don't take any responsibility. I think that was the hardest part of this whole process. We yes. have gone through some horrible people that put us through some horrible stuff. But then, so, you know, we always come up – we rising. came right back, and I, I wanted to quit. We wanted, I mean, so many times, and well, that's a business. And when you're in a business, you're, there's just so many days you're just like, why the hell am I doing all it's this? It's exhausting, <laughs> and sometimes it's like you know you feel defeated, but then you also realize like, hey, there's like it gives you an opportunity to look at ways or things like, hey, um, where's how can I problem solve this? Because honestly, am I gonna go work for somebody else? No. Right. Am I gonna go do this? No. Like this, am I going to make this type of money if I don't continue? No. So we worked through a lot of different things and um, ways to be more organized and work from essentially home, but not home. So we have a little office in the back and everything's out there. And it just, it just finding the right people, you know, I came on board. You guys still struggle with that, finding the right people? Honestly. We have a very, very good crew. And I'd yeah. say in the past Six year, months. Well, I'd say yeah, six 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 months to a year. It was it was like a, just a quick transition transition from, um, I mean, going from, I mean, and, and since twenty twenty, I mean, we we doubled every year, and then we did almost quite five a, times that this past year. Yeah. Wow! And then now this year we have a, we're gonna do we're two gonna, times that. So where does most of your business come? Is it referral base? How do you get, guys get your business? Um, a lot of it is referral. Um, from before, it was me. Levi grew up here in the Manchester bo- County area. Born and raised. Yeah, from <laughs> okay. Palmetto. So he knew a lot of different people just from growing up in this general area, which is also a good thing and a bad thing. Because um, if you know someone, you know not everybody's in your right hand corner. Like, oh, I know this guy, or like, oh, hey, can you give me a deal? Right. Well, then or, they start expecting stuff. Right? Well, it's it's, it's <laughs> like the like, saying, oh, you know, gosh. they they'll pay. You know, they, they expect you to give it to them for 500 bucks, but when you don't, they're not, you know, they, they hate you for it, but they'll go play a stranger 3000 for the same thing just because they didn't have to buy it from you. Right. I you know, know. It's, it's, I get the same thing even on the mortgage world. It'd be like, well, can't you give me something? Can't you do this? Can't you do that? And I'm like, no, I can't. I was like, look, I was like, you're, I mean, you know, I wouldn't come to you and ask you to give me a discount. Like, you're, we have business. Like, we're, especially, and, and especially when it comes to small businesses, right? I mean, it's not like you're a gigantic business, right? And you got to make a profit and you're doing something. Like, I might be like, look, I might be able to give you a couple hundred bucks off or something like that, but like, you it's know, still a business. It's still you business. Still have to feed your family. Right. It's a whole like, day taken out of your day right. that costs money. <laughs> they have to make, and that's the biggest gripe I have with people when they want to deal with friends. And I and I, I just had this conversation with somebody else. Um, she's a realtor, and, and we were talking about this. And it's like and when you become friends with them and you're friends with them for a long time, 
it can be like they expect stuff from you. They like, you know, and they expect you to oh, give yeah. them like, you know, whether it's a discount, whether it's leads, whether it's like, you know, do this or do that. And it's like, well, it, I, I honestly feel like sometimes I don't even want to deal with my friends and family because they, they're worse than my regular customers. Oh, yeah. It can be. That's you know, sure. and yeah. it's like, um, no. I mean, I've had family and they'd be like, well, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And I'm like, look, we, we're in business, you know, and it's like, so it can be quite frustrating. Well, you know, you hear that saying, like, more money, more problems. It's for real because, like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, they think, like, because you have a business, you have all this money that you right. just can just blow and be like, okay, fine, I'll give you the best deal ever, you know, just because I want to. And, I, you know, I don't need to make any money. No, I don't have to pay my employees. No, I don't have to pay my bills. Yeah, they're... Right. They're insane. And and that's the hard part where people don't understand. And, you know, you get through that. So, all right, so you got a good ship running now with that, right? And um, so what's, what kind of goals are you looking to build with Spartan? I mean, is it like, because what do you cover now? Do you cover just Manatee, Bradenton? Or how far do you go? We go if they pay, then we go. Yeah. Uh, we got, I mean, we've been, I've been asked to go to Lakeland before. Um, Orlando, Miami, but, you know, I'm not going down there. Some of them don't follow, like, you know, don't come into fruition at all because they're just looking for a price. Right. And I'm not I'm not going that far for a price, but we, we have enough here. Um, yeah. You know, people ask if we were going down for the hurricane. I'm like, no, I mean, I can't take care of the customers here if I go down there and just hang out with these people that obviously didn't have business at home. Right. So, of course, that depends on the business they're in, but, you know, we ended up getting business down there and not even having to go because we got the job we went down there we bid it came back and you know we went when they were ready and a re-roof it was a company re-roof that you know blew the roof off during the hurricane you guys do a lot of commercial stuff too like um the big units or yeah. um we new do construction well light commercial light commercial yeah we do a lot of a, a lot of new construction um residential residential um, and some big mix yeah. Like servicing, do you guys do like a monthly servicing or yearly servicing? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, annual, biannual, whatever you want. quarterly, whatever you want. monthly. <laughs> we go and change filters monthly for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because that's, I was wondering, because like, I mean, I know like the way that a lot of people make money, especially if you can get them where it's an auto pay thing, like you do a monthly subscription. We, we get them on that because I, yeah. I tell the customer, I said, just look, I, you know, it's like a, do you auto pay your cell phone bill? I'd say most people do. It's all just an automatic comes out of your bank. Right. Um, or they, or Netflix, they have a credit right? card on file. <laughs> exactly. Netflix. So we, we have the same process where we send them the, you know, a maintenance contract and it's just automated. Every year, money comes out. Right. It's just something that we just leave and forget it. I'm not, and then I tell people like, well, I don't want to do that. So, well, I'm not keeping a special calendar for you because <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. I have to hire someone just to keep track of your calendar. Right. So this is the calendar we have now. This is the process that works for us. Well, this company does that. Well, I'm not that company. <laughs> and I, I, if they do that, then, you know, they may forget. I'm not going to forget because I have a program that's right. doesn't have, you know. Utilizes it because then it yeah. tells me each month or Taylor, whomever in the office, they'll tell us each month, like, who's due them. that month. Right. Like, who's due that month so then I can call or they can call whoever and say hey just so you know and then they're aware they you know we text them we call them they even can get an email from us you know and that's us personally calling letting them know that they're due, due. let us know your convenience on your schedule because 
you know, a lot of people, they don't know their schedule six months from advance. So I try to call or tailor two weeks or a month prior just to say, hey, like we have, this is coming up. So. And I think, is that one of the biggest things is like with being in Florida, right? Just because of the heat and everything else, if you're not taking care of your air conditioning unit or your your unit, right? It can, it won't last as long, right? If you're not getting it regularly serviced. I'd say, yeah, it depends on how you run it. Right. And, um, you know, the people that keep their house at, you know, it's typically the, the elderly, if they, they got it at 78 degrees, mm-hmm. 80 degrees all the time, it's not really running. Right. You know, one maintenance a year is probably okay. You know, it, you know, the people that like it, like me, like 68 or That's 70 me. or 73, yep. or, <laughs> That's you know, me. it's running, you got animals, and you're like that person that forgets to change their filter. You know, that happens. It, it, yeah, they can get destroyed and it lowers the efficiency of them, especially when the coils get impacted, even outside. That air breathes through the outdoor coils and comes out the top. All, all that dust and stuff outside is so dry, you know, it just impacts them. You got to clean it out. Yeah. That's so, kind of crazy. It just lowers the efficiency. It's, and over time, it can. Yeah. And well, it's a machine. You got to oil it's, it. It's, a, it's like it's your a car. Me- yeah, it's mechanical. It's just like a vehicle. Right. You, you don't change the oil. You got to take care of it. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, your body, and they're not cheap, to, not cheap yeah. to fix. Yeah. yeah. So. So, all right. So, anything you want to add else on to the Spartan part of it? Because before we jump into what I really want to talk about. Yeah. Um, no, we're really thankful for the people we met so, so this year, in the last few years. So, let's talk about why why I really wanted to have you on because this is something that I think is totally badass, totally cool, really right up my alley. Um, so, it's called Red State Armory. I want to read your shirt there. Um, Tell us a little bit about this because and how you came up with this idea because I've never seen anything like it, um, and I didn't even know you could do this. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought when I first saw, it, I was like, "Is that legal? How's that even possible?" That's everybody. That's everybody. <laughs> everybody's like, "Well, how? That's not legal." I mean, some people are like, "Oh, you're pirates." I'm like, "Do you understand what the word pirate means? Piracy is, you know." So, so hello, you need a thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about it because it's pretty pretty cool. Um, so. We were actually at an air conditioning event. Uh, Mac, it was MACA. It was a skeet shoot competition. So I think it was the fun shoot. And um, just a group of us were standing there and just talking like guys talk and just talking about, oh, you know, you know, go offshore and create a bunch of different ideas. And um, I'll keep the other ones you know, hidden. But, you know, basically... One of them was, I'm like, you know, we're like, yeah, we go out there and shoot, shoot shit, blow shit up and do whatever <laughs> you want. You know, like the cruise ships, you know, if you notice, you know, the, the casino laws in, in Florida. So as soon as the cruise ships hit nine miles, right. yeah. federal waters, they start the casino up. Exactly. And then international, then, you know, no rules apply. So um, that's basically how it started. And we we're like, you know, we'll, we'll, once... I went home. I just, like you know why? Why can't we do that? So that's really that's really where it went, and just started talking to her, and I was it a was little, a tough. I was like, um, it was tough. Well, tell us what it is, because like explain. So what it is. yeah, so basically we go offshore and shoot machine guns and 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 take people out like a like a fishing charter, except we're not fishing. <laughs> you can if you uh, want, but we do. We, yeah, if they want, if people yeah. do a little bit of both, we we can we hire captains. Right. And uh, these guys are local fishing charter captains. But basically, you're blowing shit up. Yeah, we go out there and... Steel, mainly yeah. steel items, like drums. Yeah, we co- anything we come up with as far as a target, we try to have a, you know, 
biodegradable target. You know, steel okay. drums is our main targets target. that the least expensive uh, adventure you can take. Right. And then we're, you know, you can do always barges, steel yeah, barges. Yeah, I, I found a barge in North Florida and you know, it's all steel. I'm going to gut it and see who just auction it off. See who wants to go out there and blow this bitch up and sink it. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's pretty cool. So, what kind of, so are you using ARs or what, are, what kind of guns are you guys using? Um, Five, five, yeah, we have uh, we have a full auto fifty, uh, full auto two forty nine saw, um, AKs, ARs. Um, what else? Uh, we have pretty, a couple, we have a couple more on the way. Two forty. Yeah. Um, so which ones? I'm pretty good with guns, but not an expert at guns. So tell me which one's the most badass with the biggest bullets. The one that people want the most is the fifty. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that, these are like, these big rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 rounds are almost as big as your hand. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah. yeah. From what you, I remember, the belt is heavy. <laughs> the, the ammo cans, like they don't even fit; they spill out. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And that that's probably does the most damage, right? Because it's just such a big bullet. Oh yeah. So. And the barrels last longer than people think. Like, oh, you put a couple rounds in it, sinking it. You know, no. It, it's not easy to hit the target. It's you're, you're floating, so you're moving a little bit. So you right. have to get out and track, uh, you know, basically track double, your target when you're double-handed one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. butterfly trigger. Yeah, and you have to track your target. So when you have that barrel out there, you you have when you start bur- you know letting off burst, you hit the water, okay, and then you yeah, hit the water sure. again, and every round hits the water, you know, then you have to. Um, you finally it. get on target, and then people just. How do you find enough bullets? Because bullets are expensive. <laughs> I mean, right now so we mean, shop around. Shot, yeah, yeah. We finally I mean, found a good supplier, and they're they're good. Pretty legitimate, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like I know, like I mean, I search a lot for my bullets for my guns because I have I have a couple ARs and a bunch of nine millimeters and stuff like that. And just fi- I remember at one time I was paying a dollar a piece for the AR, you know. And they've come down a little bit, but they're still up there. And they're I can't even imagine forty five to fifty five cents around now. I can't imagine what that that bullet would cost. It it ranges. I mean, you can find them from three $5. to six dollars a piece. I mean, the lowest we found them was about three bucks. So this could be a costly trip because <laughs> yes. of the bullets yeah. and the stuff that you fuel the, the fuel to get you out there. The up, captain alone is a hundred dollars an hour. Right. So to get you out there, the boat, the, you know, the the, the um, barrels that you're shooting or whatever you want to shoot, and then of course the ammo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It all adds up. Well, that's why we try to do packages for people, like because I know a lot of um, like four to six. We can legally just have six people on the boat. Um, as far as like federal laws, but the four to six people range, your costs can go down significantly, you know, and you can add as many a la carte items as you want. If you want to do the browning or anything like that, or more of the, you know, say let's you can do add more of the modus, you can still do that. So there's options for everybody and there's stuff for people's price ranges, but it's like a once in a lifetime or twice, maybe even three times right. if they want. But it's something like I like to say for corporate events, like with a, you know. Be a good team building exercise. Team building, <laughs> yes. Or like bachelor parties, bachelorette that, that parties. Really we cool. were at the gun show. We had a few ladies come up and they said, we'll probably end up doing this for a bachelorette party. You know, just if your passion is in firearms and heavy guns, they're there. Because, so. I mean, the thing is, is like not many people probably own, like a lot, especially the bigger guns, it's harder to find and they're expensive and, you know, so. Yeah, and a lot of civilians, I've even learned over this journey because, you know, I was, 
Like, I grew up where my dad hunted and stuff like that, and we never went. The girls never went. Yeah. He took my brother, who is a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, but since I've been with Levi, I've learned a lot more on the firearms, but I've also learned a lot about um, the military in each branch and different jobs. The laws. And, um, the laws. laws. <laughs> yes, and laws. But mainly that even most military personnel don't even get to shoot yeah. things like that. So mm-hmm. for an experience for us, like even me to shoot something like that is like literally once in a lifetime for sure. So yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was in the military, my favorite thing with the shoot was, um, what was it? The, um, M60. It's mm-hmm. a big ass gun. It big and just I mean it had bullets like that one that you have. And it was like these big bullets and nothing like it. I mean, that was the most out of any gun I've ever shot. It was this crazy and the adrenaline that you get from shooting it is crazy. Yeah. yeah it's and, crazy. And, it's I mean, a different feeling. When you go out there, it's I mean, you can see some people, you know, they're they're like kind of nervous. Right. And you're like, hey, it's gonna be all right. You know, yeah, right. just the, pull that trigger. It's a, it's a big gun and, and let like, it go and then you're like, Okay, I got it now. Well the yeah. butterfly like trigger is with your hands it's like easy it's cake like it's not like you know you're pulling back a glock or anything you know using like an ar that has a kickback or something like that too so they don't really feel it yeah Yeah. it's on the tripod it's it's all shock absorbed yeah because that's the biggest thing most people if they never shot before they don't understand like the you know when you have kickbacks and all that yeah. yeah so like you know but the thing is is once you if if you like it and you'll get addicted to it. Like, Debbie never shot before until we got married, and then we started buying guns. And I've been begging her to buy guns, and but she wouldn't because of my yeah. boys. Yeah. And so, but then once we got them, once they got old enough, now she loves it. And now she loves going to the shooting range. She loves going, you know, and, and shooting all the time. Um, and so, like, but she had never been around it either. And so I grew up with some of it because my parents decided they wanted to move to the country and my friends had farms and we would go out on the farms and shoot deer and shoot squirrels and (laughs) with shotguns and I mean most of the time we use shotguns when we were out there so you know for her it's been a big experience but the thing is is I noticed a lot of women really Mm -hmm. enjoy it they, they, you know, the excitement, that adrenaline rush that it brings. Well, even some kids. So both of our children shoot. They are, you know, our daughter is literally awesome at it. Grace, she can hit the target pretty, pretty solidly. And then, but it's when she wants to. She's like, yeah, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> yeah. But then our son, he's like starting to do like competitions now with skeet shooting. So he enjoys it too. And yeah, they're comfortable about it but we educate them on it you know it's a norm it's, it's a normal it's a norm thing. for our family where right. people are like oh you know they, they have that you know guns are bad, bad. guns are the bad thing oh, not yeah. the people and where you know we have dinner and our you know the 50 caliber machine guns just laying there with us at dinner <laughs> yeah. you know because i'm cleaning we were cleaning right. you know it's just they know not to touch them right. they know it's but you or know, they help Clean or they help to clean them. Or they help well, if you, they educate, help if you educate them the right way and yeah. you explain to them what they are, right, and you make them understand that it's all about the education part, right? And so I think it, there's a right way to do it. I think the problem is is that America has so much guns are bad. The gun, it's the, it's, the gun it's, yeah. it's the gun that's bad, Fear right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the gun that's bad, not the person. It's not the, you know, or it's not the person who's pulling the trigger because it takes a person to pull the trigger. It's the gun or the gun manufacturer or whoever, right? But, you know, the thing is, is that if you teach them right, I mean, obviously, you know, going hunting, because, I mean, I went hunting when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and the thing is, is, like, I mean, you're going out there to 
do something that's actually needed, right? You know, yeah. trying to take out because there's too many deer or there's too much whatever, or, you know, um, in Texas, I was just actually just reading, um, listening to Joe Rogan the other day. And they have a crazy pig problem there. Yeah, the feral pigs. That's yes. why they have the helicopters. helicopters yeah. yeah, I was just l- l- listening to his podcast about that. And, and they, there's like six million feral pigs in the U.S. And three to four million of them are in Texas. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so they'll go out there and just shoot them and just let them get, and just don't even do anything with them because it's such a problem. Yeah. And, and be, so, like, it's like, okay, well, I mean, you need guns at some point, you know, for stuff like that. And it's like, you know, but, you know, that's a whole different topic because you know everyone wants to bitch about guns and i'm just like whatever um you know coming from a military you're probably saying why coming from the military and shooting guns and most people that i know that are in the military they're they are very much into the guns they're not anti-gun right so um it just kind of trains you that way and so so we have a video um that i want to kind of show because this is kind of cool if you can talks about how you guys got kind of started so okay share that This entire idea started. So this is your boat that's range. that's out there, we and you're about about everything So where do you so where do you guys go out to? We go right out, right, all, right through Bean, Bean Point, through right there between Passage Key and Bean Point. How long does it take you to get there? Um, it's like 30, 45 minutes. It depends on the weather. 30, 45 minutes. It's not. That's it's not, not far. Bad. Twelve miles isn't far. That's how it started. You know? And that was the boat, right? And then that's you guys, in Virginia, yeah. And before you guys got it, and then you started doing all the work to it. Mm-hmm. Did you do everything yourself? No, no. <laughs> like I didn't have the time. There's no way. Uh, a lot of you know. that. There's this just figuring out. Yeah. <laughs> figuring everything out um, was the hardest. Part. I, I, I contacted like a maritime attorney. Um, that was the biggest thing before we started buying all this stuff. Um, you know, what are the laws? You know, what yeah. what what can stop me? And he called me back probably a week or two later, and he's like, I can't find anything. He's like, it, it, inside even even inside, you know, you're allowed to hunt even in the the bay. I mean, you can go in Terracia Bay and you know you can hunt ducks as long as you're I think it's a hundred feet off the shoreline or something really? like that. And even if there's yeah. houses right there, it doesn't matter. As long as you're so many feet off With a shot, gun? With a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Duck hunting. <laughs> Duck hunting, And then, yeah. you know, I, that was the biggest thing is all the laws, and I'm, I couldn't find anything. You know, and then not only that, I'm looking online and YouTube, and I'm like, you watch all these videos of the Navy doing it. Yeah. The Coast Guard does it. You talk to the guys, there's several people I know that are in the Coast Guard locally, and like, oh, yeah, we go out there like twice a year, and we do it. Do the same thing. Targets of the barrels. Um, it's like training for them. It's training, you know. Just um, that's a hell of a gun. So, <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. It's so sweet. So I'm like, well, okay. Well, then why can't I do it? Right. You know, and it just I, I took probably five months, six months. I mean, between the the licensing, you know, figuring out the liability, the guns, like what the liability would be. Because that was my question is like, because, you know, I mean, when you came up with this idea, right, and you decided to go out there, it's like, you know, because, I mean, figuring out, because I, I mean, did you guys think it was legal or you're like, or like, probably thought, or did you think of it like, there's no way we can do this because it's going to be, I was a little, shoot. Yeah, I was a little apprehensive because I was thinking legally as far as like, you know, hit all four corners, you know, you're going to hit PETA. You know, for example, like they're going to be upset that you're hurting the wildlife. Well, if it's steel drums or barges, they're actually making artificial reefs for the environment. So it's not doing anything to harm anything. If anything, any harm is we're doing more more good good creating reefs 
really than any yes. harm we can do because I mean, they just fall right into the to the ocean or whatever that the barrels do and then they create the, and they'll start building yeah. reefs for yes it. yeah and then they naturally biodegrade i mean right. yeah so it's um, perfect so it helps the environment actually number one number two is just the liability what is like as far as like what rules like can you have someone who was a felon you know because they can't be around firearms right. you can't exactly. have certain things you have to have them make sure that they do just as much as they do at the gun range close-toed shoes Things of that nature. Yeah, there's, the liability was a big one. Um, yeah. So how do you figure that out? What if so? Like, I mean, obviously a felon can't be around guns. Well, that's actually not our job. Uh, so how do you they, figure that? We out? don't have to ensure that. Okay. So it's their job. So we cannot get in trouble if they come on to like a gun range. Mm -hmm. They can't. You can't ask certain things. There's right. certain laws about asking certain things. So yeah, they, they don't they, do yeah, that. Yeah, I just thought about that because, like, when I go to the gun range, they never ask me. No. They're not allowed know, to. So it's, I, mean, it's, I think it's actually it's probably illegal to even ask that. Right. So it's you know, well, um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's like uh, the HIPAA laws, right? Yeah, is like what yes, asking right. someone if they have HIV. Yeah. Right. Can't so, do that. but if if the felon goes out there to a range and intentionally puts himself in a position in the possession of a firearm, then he is the one liable or she. Okay. So gotcha. it's not our job. It's but we're also not handling firearms inside any laws. So if there is a felon and they go outside of in international waters, there's nothing they can do to them outside that for doing that outside the laws. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> crazy to think about because you're you're not on American soil anymore, right? Or U.S. soil because you're on international. It's not their territory. It's, not their territory. it's international. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. So and if and if if there's some international law we are breaking, then so are they. Right, that's just crazy. So because like I mean, when I first saw you guys putting this on there, I was like, how is that? I was like, how can you take them out there and just start shooting stuff like that? And it's just it's a great concept. It's a great thing. Like I mean, because I know just from all the people I, who I shoot with and stuff like that. You know, we're always talking about going to the range or something like that. But to go out on a boat and just blow shit up, <laughs> I mean, and tear stuff up. Oh, with heavy guns like that. Uh, it's, it's a completely like different experience. Right. I mean, going to the range and shooting paper targets and it's yeah. like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then absolutely. going and doing something like that. It's like, now that yeah, was fun. That was fun. No, so, I totally see where that's pretty cool. And you guys are doing pretty well with advertising it, too, because it's like I keep trying. seeing your, your <laughs> stuff that you're doing yeah. with your photo shoots and stuff like that. And we were talking about that earlier. Like, I know, yeah. like, a lot of the people. And, of course, uh, you know. A lot of really uh, nice women, like women supporting women, women interested in firearms. You know, there's more than you think that are out there. And I'm so grateful for them because, you know, um, I even told them, I was like, hey, I'm going to be putting a calendar together. Like, are you okay? Like, so we have a calendar. It's going to be launching um, the 3rd. Awesome. It's coming out the 3rd. So for purchase, kind of like, you know, Wing House or Hooters or something <laughs> right. like that. But um, I know, like, it's a little apprehensive for some of the, you know, male people, like, m men to come out and do, like, you know, the shooting, because they're like, oh, my gosh, there's just a bunch of women in bikinis. Really, we're not there. We're just promoting <laughs> the brand. Um, we can be there, I guess, on special requests, but um, no, we, no. It's just mainly just to promote our brand, and literally, honestly, I'm so thankful for them, too, and they were totally like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay, are you sure? Because, like, <laughs> you know, so we had, like, a whole photo shoot at at the office at the house we had um chrissy come out she did some photos and 
I had everything lined up each month. Pick a month. Let's go. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it That's was really fun. Cool. So when are you going to do the men's, the men's one? Yeah. <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon. Actually, find, she was talking about that earlier. Yeah, it was. Um, maybe. We we're maybe doing like a Valentine's Day or a little social meet and greet or something. We we're talking about. Um, there's a lot of other, you know, things that we're going to do this year, such as silent auctions, golf tournaments, and stuff. So, and then we'll get, you know, more out there. I can see it growing pretty quickly because it's, it's definitely a unique experience. It's, it's been hard to get out. It's it's oh. social media has been tough. Uh, TikTok was our biggest one. Mm-hmm. It's censorship. And they they said we we're promoting violence somehow, some way. I don't know how, so, but yeah, social media can drive uh, freaking insane. I mean, there was like eighty thousand views in like five days. Right. No, literally one day it was like it was insane. It was three hundred eighty-five. It was just eighty-five. It was oh. like three hundred eighty-five thousand views, comments. Like I was on the computer just commenting back and forth. We're getting like, ten to fifteen back. inquiries a day between emails and phone calls. Right. That's how yeah. many people are calling and emailing in a day. But of course, you know that's. And then they, they shut, shut it down. down. And I'm like. But then know. I looked into like other options of you know, like okay, let me think outside the box. Like this is considered like a taboo type mm. of you know. Let's just say with the world the way it is, like it's taboo. So I was like, okay, well, Twitter, we can advertise on Twitter, Reddit, OnlyFans, because there's people on OnlyFans that do racing and cooking and yoga. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought I was going to use it for my feet pics. (laughs) I I always thought that OnlyFans was just, you know, for guys or girls, you know. No, it's not just for that. It's actually a taboo market. Like it's for things like, that you can't put on the internet. Even Google, there's even saying like with different websites, Google won't allow you to do certain things. They won't blast your stuff up there. So then I even thought of retail. So I did another like part where I did shirts, activewear for men and women, um, hats, golf balls. We gotta just. Golf we were trying balls. to figure out how to go around being yeah. so sensitive. Yes. So it's really, really hard. Flannels, beanies. You name it, I thought of it. And I didn't I'm even just think like, about it, the censorship, because they just shut everything down when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, they do. And They're like, like, no, thank Google, you. you. I mean, you can't even type in the word on TikTok. You know how you have hashtags? Yeah. Gun. I don't even think gun comes up. You, you have to use fake gun or you use, like, literally, I got censored because I had a bikini picture on there one time. And I was like, there's, and then now they have guidelines where, like, I've seen other people yeah. with this so there's no but they'll still take your video down but I can still recirculate it as a story on there and it's 24 hours so in 24 hours you're gonna sit and like by right. that time that Karen's probably on it so we open like multiple TikTok accounts but YouTube uh, Twitter stuff like that yeah that's what does, I did does, here from does YouTube Reddit um, do they shut it down or they let you have it YouTube lets us have it they let us have so it, it, but it's just I don't think they're advertising. They ask us. Is There's it, certain uh, things. Yeah, like you can't like, you can't show on how you can't like put something on there like manufacturing a machine gun. You can't do something like that. Right. You know, yeah. but uh, shooting and stuff like that. They're or, fine with. Yeah, I think they're okay with that. Well, yeah. There's like a bunch of different like um, people we've seen as far as um, going out and shooting at ranges. I'm like, oh, this is so boring. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's this new gun out, and I'm like, Cause, yeah, oh. I, I mean, I because I know I've put stuff on there. Like when we go to the shooting range, like I'll video it, and mm-hmm. I never had any issues with that. Like if Debbie's shooting or I'm shooting or something like that. But I never thought about like the censorship that you guys would have, because that's you know, it's mainly it's when it gets reported because someone, someone didn't, didn't like, like it. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, they it's, think it's hurting the environment, or, or just hurt. It just hurts their feelings. Right. Like, oh, 
violence. I had, I mean, we were at or a restaurant where they violence. they wanted somebody to turn the McGregor fight off. It was like a, it was, it was one it was of his, it was just championship though. fights. Yeah. And they were had, they wanted the TV turned off because it, they, it was too violent for them. <laughs> These are people that pay, you know, yeah. that's their profession. That's what they do. It's like yeah. watching football. You know? Yeah. And they're fully aware of what they're getting into. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. But I remember one time way back when, um, there was this, somebody had posted something on, on Facebook and it was really about them. Um, it was like these people beating dogs. Oh like, my God. And I commented on it and I was like, sometimes I just want to beat some people in the head and I put yeah. it in the comment. Well, I got like a nasty gram from Facebook about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're allowing this to be shown on that was on Facebook. I'm sure it's gone, but like yeah. they were beating the hell out of dogs. And like, I was like, are you, Cause like, and all I did was make this one little comment, and then it black flagged me. I'm like, are you oh, kidding yeah. me? I was like, this is nuts. Yeah, it just depends on who reports it. You know what I mean? And so. then that video is and is still there probably. And it's like it's probably still there. You yeah. know? And it's like, but like some of the stuff that you see that they do allow, and then it's like some of the stuff that they they get. I don't know. Just, well, they can show the transformation from a man to a woman, the whole area, and that's okay. <laughs> But you can't show video of us shooting guns in international waters. Hey, do you do you, boo? But don't be all up it's on just, me. It's just so you know biased. I mean? It's just it's not it's so unfair. But it, you know, it's all right. It's, it is what we'll, it is. We'll come out on top either way. We don't need you. So how did you come up with a name? Because I was wondering about that. Well, I just figured. Red state. Red, I mean, Florida's. <laughs> I mean, how <laughs> that daddy's got us? Biggest red states. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I just we thought, did I just got that. I yeah. got it now. <laughs> got it. <laughs> so. I mean, this state does everything the opposite of what the, the, what the federal government does. Um, gotcha. You know, and then if, it, and then there's federal laws like the gun laws that, like, all the laws that we're I'm talking about for owning the guns and having the right licenses and stuff like that. Florida just mimics it and just you know is fine with it. Right. You know, we don't it, we don't have a lot of laws coming down and and like Chicago or New York, you know. Doing the opposite of what the ATF or right. the, the, the know, crime rates Department of Justice ridiculous. allows. Right. Um, Have you ever noticed that though? It's one of the things that I, I talk about, and I and I, I said that look at the states that allow you to carry guns that have carry laws mm -hmm. or allow you to have the guns, and look at their crime rates, and then go look at these states that don't allow it. Oh yeah, For it's all. huge. There's a huge difference in that, and I'm like because if you look at Florida. You don't know if that person's carrying a gun. Yeah, you know yeah. you're yeah. less likely to mess with them. It doesn't happen. Yeah, most definitely. The shootings happen in every state. It doesn't matter if it's a, you're you know, gun, you know, full on, you know, carry carry state or or Chicago. But there's a lot more gun gun crime in the states that have right the most ridiculous laws over guns. I mean, there was just a shooting in California. Mm -hmm. Look at that shooting that just happened in California. Oh my God. And. It's kind of crazy because, yeah. like, if you look at like Texas or Florida or some of these other states that I mean, they're Afri I don't know if it's Oklahoma, but I think Oklahoma allows you just to carry. It's not even need to be concealed. It's just out in the open, mm -hmm. and you know they're walking around with the guns on their There's side. There's a few of them like that. Oh yeah, know? and it's like you know they have that kind of you know where you can do that, but then the crime. I mean, it, I, we still have crime, like right, but we're nowhere near like a New York or a California or some of these other states that you know where they they, they keep blaming the gun 
for being the problem and the gun manufacturers being the problem. Well, the only and, ones with the guns in those states are the ones that are right, the criminals. Crime. Right, this is the criminals, and then you try to take it away from the cops, and, but that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. So, you know, and it's like, okay, well, it doesn't make any sense. And you think people would learn, and this is always my, my biggest issue with it, is you think people would learn about it when it comes to the gun laws is that, um, you know, look at the states that actually have it and they allow it you think you would want more of that, right? Because it's less crime and it's less stuff that's going on. But it, but it's a very interesting time in our in our in our area or in our and what's going on in the um, world right now. And so I'm very thankful that I live where I live. Oh yeah, so. Daddy's got us for sure. So. Yeah, the Santas. So you know, and I didn't even think about it as a red state, and I was like, ah, now I get it. So it makes sense. Now. Hopefully, it stays that way. I would say too. Well, you know, the thing is, my biggest thing is like I'm always like, and to be honest with you, I'm not really. I'm more. I'm gonna say I'm more in the middle, because there's stuff that some of the stuff that the left does do that I I'm okay with. There's some of the stuff that the right does that I'm, and I'm probably somewhere in this middle, right? I I believe in our environment. I believe we should work on helping our. Environment. I believe in free thinking. And so you don't yeah. have to just be one side towards the right. Republican. I'm not that way either. So I there's I, I I take both sides, <laughs> and I can watch two different news channels. It's yeah. not just about being red or blue. Right. And and get my own thoughts together. The problem with society is is that they literally just get tunnel vision. Oh yeah. And that's what they you're do either in life. red or you're blue and you and there's no in between anymore. Yeah, they can't figure things out on <laughs> so, their own. It's so. just like the whole covid mess. <laughs> yep. You know, they just believe what they are told and they heard with the crowd and they get the results designed for the crowd. And it's just, you know, you have one or the other and you can't think one way, or you can't think the other, right? And so it's just that's and then I think that what we really need is we need somebody and, and I and I do believe in some ways that a lot of ways that DeSanta is that way, right? Um, he's going to take care of the people. He's going to take care of your rights. He's going to take care of what we have, um, you know. So that's why, like, I really do like him. I like him to be our next president. If I had my choice, that's who I would want. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, you know, not – and I'm not a, a fan of so much of Trump. I mean, so, like, he's – I like him, but he also needs to learn how to – keep his mouth closed yeah i agree he's not polished, so, not polished. Like, yeah. so you know and so yeah. you know what i mean and so it's like so it, it is what it is but you know when it when you start taking away rights and you start taking away stuff like okay you know and and if you try to do this probably anywhere else i mean they probably try to shut you down you know oh, and yeah. so if they get wind of it it's like okay if you were in new york or you're some state that's up north they'd be like what are you doing you can't be doing that you know or you you know because like you, well you got to come back into our water so we're gonna you're, you're not allowed to have that and they figure out some way to you know well not for nothing when i was taking my concealed class they were saying if you fly into new york and you have like say you're going to canada and you just have a layover in new york and you have a firearm if you touch that firearm like from the airport cops can come get you and arrest you for having a firearm wow so yeah. even if it's in packed in your yeah you cannot touch it they have to do it for you to your next flight you have to you can't have it as a carry on you have to have it which a layover there yeah they with your layover and everything stuff. you cannot touch which is it which kind of crazy th if you think about it I mean so it's like I don't know but whatever so what's next for this what's next going on for just growing it going to get another boat we're going to keep we're growing it creating <laughs> new and different shoots like we're going to do a night shoot here soon tracers I tracers would be light awesome. the 
cut the barrel. We're gonna cut the barrels in half. Light them. Light, put a fire in them. Push them off so we can see our targets. Um, yeah, getting a bunch of tracers and just you know shooting flares and. Because then you'll see it coming out of the gun. You see the bullet coming out when it sparks up. Oh yeah, that would be badass. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> that, one's, that one's gonna be cool. Um, now is it just you guys that own this particular company? Do you have other owners or is it just? It's just us, but we um, we have. A good friend, Levi's friend from the military, that he actually came down here from Virginia Beach, and he was um, in heavy guns, actually. He was in Iraq and Afghanistan with Levi, and he's helped them with – he did head, help with the headspace and timing. Um, he's, he's helping with all the, all the guns. He's helping with everything. And yeah. we're, we're, he's he's going to be a part of everything. And Because and, uh, now you got, like, for the, especially the bigger guns, right – is it a lot harder to get those? I mean, is it like so? If you want the, it seems pretty the, easy when you got them. It home. can be. <laughs> yeah, so, it's not too. It's not too bad once you have the licenses and you know. So do you find need, the parts? Do, do you need a special license to get those, or is it just a regular? Um, yeah, it's just like a. Like it's a, a dealer license. Uh, you just have to apply as a manufacturer, and then you have special occupational taxes. Um, you just you pay that tax and you get a every year you have to renew it. I just got an email today that they're not going to remind us anymore. Oh, There's right. no more reminders. Oh, nice. So you have to uh, we have to reapply for a new our our new tax year for this year to next year. Gotcha. Um, to manufacture. So if you manufacture, you're not just manufacturing firearms. You're manufacturing NFA 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 items. So um, it's part of the National Firearms Act. Gotcha. So like full auto or you know and then eventually we want to do can you do RPGs full, can you do full auto full auto out there yeah we have everything's full auto or okay. select fire okay I guess yeah and then I want to get another one where we have uh, destructive device license where we can get RPGs and <laughs> that would be cool yeah <laughs> that's really when you're blowing shit up <laughs> yeah we want to grow it to something you know hell if we get a helicopter I mean oh, put a mini gun in a helicopter and we have a barge out there and we just circle so, around that thing and just light it up <laughs> No, because yeah, you there's not too many places that I've ever. I mean, I've never heard anything. The sky's like the limit. Yeah, it really, so, I mean, you yeah. can literally just come you up with so many it? different ideas with it. You can do it essentially. Yeah. As corny as that saying is, it, it really it is. I mean, there's no reason why people can't just do whatever they want. It's just thinking yeah. differently. You know, the only big thing is, is it takes money because I'm sure it's not cheap. You know, no. so because yeah, no. this you know, the licensing just, was actually very inexpensive. And that's the that was the probably the cheapest part. And if you, you know, you could start extremely small. We were just able to, to fortunately start where we're at with right. it. But if you started small and built just small, compact, you know, firearms, it's pretty inexpensive. And you can go out there in a twenty foot boat if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. All right. So that was pretty cool. So keep us posted on how it goes. Anything else you want to add on to it? Anything else coming up? Um, we about? did start a uh, nonprofit for veterans and suicide awareness, but that's on our next to do. We're working on helping them, getting them like, one thing at a time. One thing but at we're gonna time. we're gonna incorporate that with some of this and create events and stuff um, like I that. Know if you want help, because I always look back to help with veterans. I'm part of a um, thing called Heroes Welcome Home right now that I okay. I'm the president on, which is a charity um, where we give back to veterans as far as. Um, they're like if they're trying to buy a house mm -hmm. we get them down payment assistance or closing cost help um rental assistance like so if they are having a hard time making the rent or utilities they can't make their utilities or there's a repair that they can't afford so it's a whole slew of things that we do um giving back because one of the things that i said when i um being a veteran is 
I've been very fortunate in what I've grown to and, and the life that I have now. And so I wanted to give back and I wanted to figure out what's the army for me gave me so a lot, right? It gave me the discipline and everything that I've led into the life that I have now. So I wanted to give back to the veterans and all these people that they've given so much where he to say they don't get anything, you know, and they're, they're not getting like nothing from the government, no, you know, help. And especially with the suicide part of it and all that. Yeah. So, you know, we really wanted, I really wanted to get back to the veteran community because I think that's a very under, privileged area that they just don't do enough for no they don't and it's just sad because they you know shake you down like especially you know i just know from the marine corps levi you know we got together afterwards but just even so like the stories i hear from him and all his buddies that come down here you know to visit or whatever end up moving here and like living a different lifestyle like they the they shake you down to build you up to what they want you to be. And then when you come back, everybody that you spent all that time with, you know, your brothers, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, you're closer to them sometimes more than some some family members oh, that you even it's have. A di- it's a different they world to family. Yeah, yes. So. so, and I've seen that a lot through Levi and a lot of his, you know, it's a, bro- it's a brotherhood, sisterhood thing for y- sure. Yes, and it's like, it's really... It, it's really sad because some of them, like, they go back home, they have a screaming baby. They don't know what to do with it. Exactly. They don't know what to do with a lot of things in life, and it's really super sad. So, you know, with that, we'd like to help and, you know, build them back up so they're capable human beings in society and they feel like they have something, you know, because if you think about it, who you were with and spent the most time with for those four, six, whatever amount of years, you don't have that when you come back. Mm-mm. And it's not, you know, a lot of them have to deal with this random things, you know, like fireworks and parking dogs and you know, stuff like that. It's definitely that. an adjustment for a lot of people. And yeah. Coming back to civilian life after being in the military is a totally different world. Oh. And, you know, and so, like, you know, you just don't understand because once you've been through all that, and the thing is, is, like, when you're in the military, I mean, you're trusting, I don't care which color you are, I don't care who you are, I'm trusting you with my life. You yeah. know, so you're, I'm trusting you, you're trusting me, it don't matter what. Like, you know, you hear a lot about, like, race and stuff like that. When you're in the military, there is no race because I'm trusting you with my life. Oh, yeah. And so we all bled green, and that's what we did. We didn't care. We didn't care what else was going on. We, none, none of that stuff comes up, no. like, ever. And so, like, you know, and that's one of the things that people just don't understand. And I'm actually, I'm kind of glad because my son, like, he just joined the Coast Guard, and he'll, under, he'll understand now what that's like and get that feeling of what it means to have that type of mentality and that brotherhood because it's very unique. I don't know about you, but it's unique and oh, yeah. it's different. And it's it, it's and nothing against civilians, but until you've been through it, you, you just don't understand it. And so, like, it's just it's a different world. And, you know, when you're out there and you're training with them and they're by your side and, and you know that you need them. It's, it's, you know, and then you come back to this and then you're like, 
now what? Yeah. <laughs> now what? Because, you know, I mean, not a, and when, what you go in the military, especially like if you're infantry or something, what the heck are you coming You can't use that in life. That's not a life skill. No. <laughs> like, Just to know? protect your house, I guess. <laughs> so, well, now it is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. I think, and that's where it comes tough for them because they don't know what they're going to do when they come out. You know, and that's why I think you have the issues that you have. And so they just don't know what to do. Yeah. And they don't train. And unfortunately, and, they don't train you for that. And then sometimes, too, has to do with your spouse as well, unfortunately. Like, I feel like some spouses aren't, you know, are a little bit pushovers or they baby. Like, not that, that you shouldn't be babied, but you know what I mean? They need a little bit of, like, um, boost. boost. Yeah, a little Kick. push. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, excuse me, no, this is not mm-hmm. happening. No, you know, I agree. But. You know, everybody, what what Levi told me, which I thought was hilarious, but he told me, he's like, adapt and overcome. Like, I was, like, pregnant. And I was like, you say that to me one more time, I'm going to beat you. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, he's Have like, I? adapt and overcome. He's All like, right. you're not handicapped. I'm like, this sucks. Right. This sucks. Like, this is awful, but. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward. So what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Is there a website? Yeah, website, machinegunboats.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, it's Red State Armory or Red State Armory 22. Okay. Um, I think that's most of the YouTube channel and stuff like that. YouTube. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, email, if you go on the website, check out the pricing. Um, all of it's still a work in progress. Our biggest, I think our, our biggest problem right now is getting someone to help us with um, um, e-commerce. It is a little tough. Yes. So at least we have it to where we can pick all your products and mm-hmm. it comes to us as an email and we can put it together for you yeah we can always call like if you have any questions the phone number's on there too and we can always put a package together somebody call you and be like all right i want to blow up this i'm gonna blow up this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want these guns the charter lasts as long as your wallet does (laughs) i like that yeah cool all right i appreciate you guys coming cool stuff thanks for having us you can help support our podcast by checking out our real hustle gear we have t-shirts hoodies tank tops hats and more Let everyone know that you're a real hustler, willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. You can check us out right now on realhustle.com. And right now, we're offering all of our listeners 10% off when you use the promo code podcast at checkout. Once again, that is podcast to receive 10% off your entire order.